All right. Welcome to Last Minute Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt spent his holiday weekend dressed as a turkey, asking burly men if they knew how to properly stuff a bird on Thanksgiving. True. Gay joke. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Moderate Muslims. Placing a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, Moderate Muslims. Don't let us down. <laughs> if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Minute Podcast or on Facebook, also at Last Minute Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, I saw your, I snuck into your dressing room and I saw your uh, bucket list and among other things on there that I can mention on the radio, uh, you always want to see Amy Schumer's uh, belly. That was one of your things, bare <laughs> belly. Uh, thankfully this week, the Pirelli calendar came out. Some previews of the Pirelli calendar came out. The Pirelli calendar has been around for about 50 years. It's when you see it, all the mechanics, garages and so forth put up by the Pirelli company. It's always featured hot, uh, topless European models. Uh, I don't know. There's no hot topless American models to be had. Uh, this year they went for something slightly different than hot topless models. They went for Amy Schumer, Yoko Ono, Patty Smythe, uh, and a bunch of other women you have no, never in your life asked to see naked before. They're calling it the women of distinction or women of, uh, who are shaping the world or so forth. Uh, this is clearly Pearly Calendar's answer to, uh, thousands of women saying, why do you keep putting hot topless women on the garages of a, of a Jiffy Lube? Uh, what do you feel about it? Is this, this, this is on your bucket list? Is this a good turn for uh, cheesecake magazines and calendars to start showing uh, large or older women naked? No, I, I don't think anyone wants to. See I thought you were going to say yes. Yoko Ono uh, naked, or I mean, I have seen Yoko Ono naked already, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, that's when she was in her thirties, and it still, still was not particularly pleasant. It wasn't that great. Now seventy doesn't look that great on her either, as it turns uh, out. Patty Smith, who's the you're so vain. Uh, Carly, Carly Simon. Simon. Yeah, they're not really even naked. I mean, even Amy Schumer is showing the most skin, and she's 30 years old or whatever. She's 32, but she's a chunky a chunky lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, she declared for herself, personally, she's never felt more beautiful in a photograph before. So good for her. Well, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> Schumer, I get, because, you know, she's relatively young, and some guys, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with mixing it up with a few different types of women. I prefer... Mm. Then women. Do so you think uh, Amy Schumer, or Adriana Lima, or Miranda Kerr is where you go? I mean, what is wrong? What is what has happened to America? This isn't even America. This is Italy. What has happened to American Italy uh, that we can no longer have uh, calendars on the wall featuring hot topless women? We have to see women of distinction uh, who have fat rolls. Yeah, I don't know because the point of, of the calendar is just to show hot women that guys want to fuck. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost cynical to say, I, I would assume this is, like you said, in response to some feminist complaints about why are you employing these models? Like, I don't know what their deal is exactly, what the issue is. But it just seems like a real cynical response of placating these people and, you know, having Annie Leibovitz shoot it as opposed to, like they had Terry Richardson shoot it a few years ago, who I believe is like a literal rapist. Um, but he's a rapist with the camera who gets hot miles to take their clothes off. Yeah, So yeah. he's a good kind of rapist. He does well for himself. Yeah, he's um, a good, he's a, he's a healthy, positive rapist. You know, I get if they wanted to make it a little bit more artsy, if they wanted to go in a different direction as a novelty, but just putting old, unattractive women in the catalog is... I mean, you're basically saying that uh, being fuckable is no longer acceptable. And also, this is Pirelli, okay? So, you know, there's always been a connection between hot women and fast cars and cars. Guys love women. Guys love cars. Those are two things guys love. Also, they're dogs. Uh, There's three things guys love I just mentioned. So women, having women associated with fast cars and cars and Pirelli and tires, that always made sense. Having women of distinction... Uh, and cars is not really necessarily related, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the, in the guy's mind. So who is this calendar really for and why are they still producing it? 
Yeah, I, I don't think at this point it's for anyone because I don't think that the feminists are, are just regular women who seek to be empowered through other women um, are going to be putting this calendar on their walls in their garage. It was always weird when you go into a garage as a kid and you'd see like the penthouse spread. Yeah, that's the first place I saw naked women <laughs> on the wall. That's usually the first place you saw naked. All that and my uh, my lesbian barber used to have all the nudie magazines when I was a child. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you walk into like a, a garage and you're get your dad's getting his carburetor fixed and there's like a yeah. full frontal nude and there's staring at the wall. There's a vagina, <laughs> there's a vagina on the wall. Yeah, and uh, I didn't literally didn't know what a carburetor was. I had no idea what a vagina was. You know, no, <clears throat> it was aggressive. I mean, maybe it was a, ret- a recruiting tool you know like do you want to hang out here and uh, mop up all this grease it was awesome they had like a, they had beer in the cans you had to pop open and then they had the naked girls on the wall it's the place you wanted to be yeah soda machine filthy couch but is the response is a response to like okay maybe guys and maybe a company like pirelli a major international corporation should not be putting out topless women photos in anything is a response to that to put out a calendar full of women nobody wants to see no. I, how about car? How about a picture of cars? How about like really cool cars? Cool cars, <laughs> yeah. Or just just stop making the calendar at this yeah. point. If if you're not allowed to, like I don't know if they have maybe some kind of new board of directors told them that they can't be doing this anymore. But you know, I guess at a certain point, either keep doing it or just admit that it's it's over. Yeah, like when you had when you had Title Nine in the schools, they had to a lot of the colleges had to cut their male some of their male sports teams to make it equal with the women's teams. But this would be akin to like saying, okay, we're going to keep this male sport, but now women are going to play this male sport. Right. So you're going to watch women play football. Hmm. You know, nobody, and nobody's going to go. No one's going to buy this calendar and take this calendar. Nobody's going to watch women play football. Why not just kill the calendar? And if you want to make it a Yoko Ono calendar that I can't imagine there's some fetishist who would might, might buy, yeah. why not just make a Yoko Ono calendar? Or, you know, find empowering women who are successful and also super hot. Wait, does that, do those want to spread their legs in the calendar? Do those exist? Yeah, yeah, there's lots of them. Uh, you're saying attra- you're saying successful women also have vaginas? Yeah, you really? Can, you could find them out there. I mean, this is also in Italy where their, their um, standards are much more lax, they're a lot less uptight about sex. So, you know, it's, it's almost makes it all the more troubling. That that Italy is stooping to this level because they like their president literally is is like grabs asses in front of cameras and stuff like yeah the last prime minister had sex parties with underage girls yeah yeah all the power all the power to him yeah he made him dress up like schoolgirls and uh, but he had some nice calendars on the wall. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't thinking about Amy Schumer when he was fucking those hot Italian teenagers, was he? That's the Italy that I like to think exists. I've never been there, by the way. Yeah, no, that is exactly how Italy is. There's a lot of men having sex with underage women, hmm. and they're putting out calendars of Yoko Ono. Uh, this just seems to me like this is one of those pendulum swinging things where, like, the pendulum has swung so far in the favor of men and naked girl calendars on the wall. So the solution, of course, is to swing the pendulum in the exact opposite way and put older women or heavy set women nobody wants to see in a calendar topless. Why not just kill the fucking calendar? Yeah, I, I mean, you, you've now taken everything that was good about it out. Yes. And and so that's that's not how you solve a problem. If you're responding, hey, we don't want you showing tits, I don't know why, but if that's the issue, then, you know, you don't have to show the tits. But if, if it's supposed to represent some kind of diversity as well, maybe have a hot chick in there. Maybe put one or two along with the old women just because... What about dudes? Do we like to see dudes in the Pirelli calendar? We're trying to, if we're trying to <laughs> represent everyone, let's let's not present... It's just a, I feel like, you know, we're the last men on earth, so we know that men are, are, are suffering right now at the hands of women. The men are, like, it's rolling back. All, all the cool things men used to have, like vaginas on the wall and, and, and garage calendars, those are all going away. We know that. But why stick it in our face by saying, here's what you, now here's what you're left with? 
Like, yeah. why not just, I'd rather have someone just say, fuck it, it's going away, it's being taken away, deal with it. It's like a death. You can deal with a death. There's a mourning period, then a recovery. Mm-hmm. This was like a divorce. This was like, it never goes away. Like, it's just a, <laughs> it's just like, now you're saying, like, not only do you not get your cheesecake calendar, now you got to see fat older women naked. It's just like, it's like a slap. It's like, we're taking this away from you, and then we're going to piss on you. Yeah. And guess what? Still don't want to fuck Patty Smith or her crew of, uh, you know, people that got, somehow got photographs of, like, Harry Bush's into art museums because, um, you know, we all know that takes a lot of skill. Yeah, I would like to see a calendar of just Harry Bush's, like close up of Harry Bush's. Oh, you'll, we'll have that. <laughs> all right, Pirelli calendar, just just quit. You had a 50 years of good run. You had your time. It's gone now. You know, Playboy's getting rid of nudity. All these magazines are getting rid of nudity. It just, you know, they're pretending like we're still going to have sexy women. You're not going to have sexy women. You have sexy women with their clothes on. Just go, just go away. Your time, your time, if your time's up, your time's up. Okay. We're going to talk about Kobe Bryant in a minute. When your time's up, you got to know when to leave the stage. <laughs> leave the stage, Pirelli. That's it. All right, Matt, I know you've taken a vow uh, not to have uh, sex with women before you're married. <laughs> that leaves open a lot of, lot of opportunities for you. Uh, Tim Tebow is probably perhaps, perhaps, he and Russell Wilson for sure, perhaps it, two most, no, most noteworthy uh, above age, above the age of 25 virgins, jer- virgins for Jesus, I guess you might call them. Guys who've taken vows for Christianity not to have sex before they're married. And it's costing Tim Tebow, there's a price to being a virgin as it turns out. It's cost him the love of uh, Olivia Culpo, who is a Miss, former Miss USA, who claims she's uh, breaking up with Tim Tebow because he just won't stick it to her in bed because he is waiting till they're married. Why they're not married, I don't know. Uh, let me ask you, is this something you admire about Tim Tebow, who, like yourself, is wearing a chastity ring? Uh, or is this something that you think he's just a big flaming homo who's hiding behind a religious, a religious veil for the fact that he doesn't have to have sex with women? Those are the only two options, by the way. Yeah, I don't. I think those might be. I mean, it seems like a mental illness. <clears throat> I don't know if uh, if he is gay. I don't know much about him. He definitely looks like a guy that if if he was gay, you wouldn't be surprised. Um, but he is in good shape, you know, because he's is he in the league right now or is he? Doing uh, he was on the Eagles time? recently. He's out of the league again. Uh, are you admire? Have you been admiring his body? Does he have a nice fit? Would you say he's physically fit? I mean. Well, he's he's. What is lat? What are his lats like? Can you describe his lats? He's an athlete. I, I, I mean, I don't know if those guys are virgins or if they're kind of just if that's part of their image. I, I don't know. There's probably some advertising dollars and having that kind of because most dudes don't want to say they're a virgin. Um, so you're kind of a, a rarefied. You think it's good for his endorsements with the Christian products and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. then why is he not banging his girlfriend who she's an extremely attractive woman. She's about 25 years old and she's dumping him apparently because they're not having sex. Why would you not have sex with her? If you're going to cheat on Jesus, why not cheat with somebody Jesus would also want to fuck? Well, I mean, how many priests or popes or members of the clergy do you think are straight? I would posit zero. Um, you know, I think if you don't want to fuck women, it's a pretty decent excuse just to say it's for religious reasons instead of it just makes me cry wasn't it weird if he's he can't have sex he can have sex obviously when he's married because you're supposed to make a be fruitful and multiply and make lots of babies so i know a lot of these very ardent uh uh, christian folk and they don't get at least they claim they're not having sex before they're married but they'll get married very young because every guy and most women want to have sex lots and lots of sex yeah if if you really truly believe in your heart you're not supposed to do it till you're married why don't you get married he's 28 years old He's obviously had his pick of Christian women he could probably marry, who would marry him in a heartbeat, and then he could have sex. So when you say you're in high school and you're going to hold it off till marriage, that kind of makes sense, maybe. Mm-hmm. But when you're 28 or 29, you're still saying you're holding off for marriage, you're not going to have sex. 
he's just gay, it's isn't suspicious. he? Suspicious. Yeah, it's suspicious. You mean gay? Just Especially say it. Especially a guy with a what lot do you mean? of Is he like a serial serial killer? <clears throat> uh, I, he's probably. I mean, look, there's a, definitely a correlation between people, you know, in ISIS or just people like Tim Tebow who. Um, you know, have, ISIS or Tim Tebow? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, same same basic uh, demo. <laughs> uh, who, uh, you know, they have issues with women because, like you said, I mean, yeah, he's he's pumping testosterone. He's got the pick of of you know. There's also a lot of guys that are celibate, not by choice. They just can't get laid. Yeah, that's not Tebow. That's, no, no, no. He can get laid easily. Yeah. No. Why are you looking at Brian? Stop looking at Brian. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Where is he from? They went to school in Gainesville. Oh, he went to the University of Florida. And he's a was a quarterback and a, and a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, he could have a winning quarterback. He could have had sex with anybody. And by the way, he also could have married. If he couldn't do it till after he got married, he could have got married to anybody. There would have been a ton of girls. I'm sure Christian girls. Who would have married him when he was 18, 19, 20 years old? They could have been banging the whole time he was playing football. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's one thing to be some crusty guy nobody likes uh, that wants to join the seminary just because he doesn't have a lot going on. But yeah. when you're turning down, you know, hot quality college ass on a regular basis, uh, you, you might be a gay guy. And, you know, obviously he's an evangelical and you're not allowed to be gay in that church. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it it might just be repression. Well, is that part. why guys blow themselves up? Because you can't have you can't have straight sex and you, you can't have gay sex. You really can't fuck anything. You're not allowed to masturbate, actually. Uh, this is kind of why people blow themselves up, isn't it? Maybe he doesn't have a penis. Is it's, that possible? I don't know. That wasn't. I only gave you two options. That wasn't the third, that wasn't one of the options. Well, if you can't masturbate and you can't fuck anything. I mean, you're going to go fucking crazy. But, you know, athletes are kind of crazy. They have to convince themselves that uh, playing their sport really is really important and, and the, like, this trophy really means something. They even call themselves the world champions when, in fact, you know, all the teams are located in North America. That's quite a rant against football from a guy who's in a fantasy football league. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it is the uh, guys, I think, when they don't have sex, kind of go crazy. But the athletes you describe, they are kind of nuts. But what do they do when they're nuts? They have lots of sex with women. Yeah. They all bang lots of women. That's the one thing about all athletes is they have lots and lots of sex. They build up all that testosterone. And then all these women are throwing themselves at them. So they have constant amounts of sex. At least that's how I always imagined I would be a professional. Well, what football do you boy. think Tebow does? Is he basically one of those guys in like a youth group who just goes to like social events and doesn't drink and like goes bowling and then goes home? Maybe he's just a really dumb, boring guy. I don't know that much about him. Yeah, but even dumb, boring guys want to get laid, don't they? Well, even if they don't know they do, at a certain point, they're, you know, the pheromones take over. Yeah, and when you're 28 and fuck something. Miss USA is laying spread naked on your bed and demanding that you fuck her. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to turn down. You can't. No, I don't care. I mean, that's that's maybe Jesus in your head telling you to stop, but that's the only way I would do it. And those guys from ISIS, that's why they kill themselves because they can't. They're told they can't have sex with anybody until they get to heaven. And if someone told you you can never have sex in your entire life till you get to heaven, then you can have sex with seventy-two virgins. What if Tebow's one of these guys that's like, yeah, I'm a virgin. I just, uh, you know, I just have like, you know, I just fuck a lot of chicks in the ass and then like have them go ass to mouth and shit like that. Uh, much more respectable in my book. Uh, I mean, has anyone ever asked him about this? <laughs> well, no, but obviously he wasn't having sex with the the Miss USA woman like that because she said he wouldn't have sex with her. I think she probably would define uh, being banged in the ass as having sex. Well, you never know. I mean, a lot of these Christians, you know, they have little loopholes to skirt this whole kind of thing. You know? They do. The, the oral sex apparently is really... Uh, become very popular more popular than ever before for women because they don't want they want so to save what if, virginity. what if he's being very disingenuous and he gets blown like 10 times a day well then i like him a lot you have to respect him a lot more yeah but we need to ask him about this so that's what i'm saying is he well like, disingenuous was one of the options so maybe he's a gay <laughs> heterosexual disingenuous guy um <laughs> uh, but it's not not having sex with miss usa it's just something not a single guy on this planet's going to understand 
So you need to explain. I think he needs to explain himself better. And you can't just say, I can't have sex till I'm married because you can get married. That takes an, a half an hour down at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. So that's not really like this isn't the 1600s. That's not a big deal anymore. Uh, you can find a girl, go to the courthouse, get married, and have sex with her in the car right outside. Yeah. So that's not really a big barrier any longer. By the way, then you can get divorced. These people have higher divorce rates than people that... Yeah, they get divorced, don't. marry another girl, and have sex with her, too. And if you don't believe in divorce, you can... I don't know what you do. Something else. She's Miss USA. You can have a good few good years regardless. Yeah. So I think he needs to explain himself a little better, or shut up, or just tell his girlfriends they're not allowed to talk about him not having sex with them, because that's really annoying. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, Tim Tebow, it's time to, time to put up or shut up. Stop sparing the rod. Matt, you and I both know, uh, I know, you don't know yet, The social media is the greatest ill and evil of our time. Uh, I think you're still pretty a- pretty active on Snapchat and, and, and Keek. <laughs> you're with the kids on there. Uh, Facebook itself is probably one of the most horrible things that's ever happened to society. It's really given voice to a lot of people that didn't have voices before, and there was a reason why they didn't have voices before. It's because nobody wanted to hear them. Now you have to hear from everybody, including Sinead O'Connor, uh, who this past week on her Facebook page, which I suppose you follow dedicatedly, uh, announced that she was uh, in the process of killing herself because her family had abandoned her, turned on her. Her children didn't love her anymore. Her, her various ex-father, baby daddies had you know, taken her kids away from her. Everyone was down on her and turned on her right after she had her hysterectomy. And you know after hysterectomy, that's when a woman really needs some, some love and comfort. Mm. Uh, so on Facebook, she announced she's killing herself. And then she continued after she killed herself to write like seven more posts. Wow. Um, making but Facebook. Maybe she post-dated them. She might have, you know, she, I think she said she was going to kill herself, and then later on she said she's killing herself again, and then later on she said she had more to say. And it turns out she didn't really kill herself. The police found her, and she was fine. Well, not mentally fine, but physically fine. Isn't Facebook now, as bad as it was to see people's salads and have to see their, their ugly babies, uh, isn't it now the place where now just troubled sort of bipolar off their medication people who, like, maybe you have one of in your life? Now you've got everybody in your life, right? <laughs> you have to, like... All the drama and shit you might have from some one or two people in your circle or family. Now you got the whole world's fucking fucked up people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you go on Facebook and you kind of scroll through and you just see something like, I feel, and you're like, oh no, this person's like venting their feelings. And yeah. That's disgusting. Um, I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't know why I'm even on it in the first place, to be honest. Um, I do message some people on there, so it's, it's kind of like a good email. Thing yeah. Um, you find all the girls that turn you down in high school and go, hey, you look you look good. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as it, the content, and could you imagine just blasting out something really personal to a lot of people that you may or may not know? I mean, is this like her personal Facebook or her no, fan No, it's like a, it's her, it's her fan. I mean, it's her personal fan page, I guess. There's, there's tens of thousands of people on there. Right. So it's not like she knows everybody. So she just, here's your taking. Like you're taking people before you say they're so lonely. They had no one to share their feelings with, no one to share their problems with. And now they're just using Facebook to share their problems and their feelings with. It wasn't, weren't we better off before when people had to closet their feelings and like, and when they said shit, they had to say it to like two people in their life. Now they could say it to two million all at once. Yeah. You at least te- you had a testing ground where you could like say, oh, you know what? My three or four best friends told me to shut up and, and go away. Maybe that's going to be the general reception I receive. I yeah. should just, I should eat these. May I eat these feelings? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you're basically, you know, getting it out there that no one that knows you seems to like you. So I, I don't know what I'm some, supposed to do at that point. Well, of course, what everyone does, they go, oh, hang in there, honey. You're sweet. I love your music. Uh, don't kill yourself. There's so much to live for. Of course, these are people don't know you. Maybe you got nothing to live for. 
Well, May suicide. May suicide is her best option. If right your now. family's turning on you, you're a real asshole because you can get away with a lot. People just inherently don't want to, you know, ostracize a member of their family. Yeah, this seems to be what's happening, and she seems to be using suicide as an attention uh, gaining. Um, yeah, it usually, is. it usually is, and that's that's really not cool. People are people are good at suicide. You don't hear from them for very long. Yeah, yeah, they go away pretty. They go away pretty quickly. Yeah, it seems like she's maybe not real serious. I don't know. I mean, this just remember- made Facebook. This has made Facebook like just the ultimate. Like, not why do I have to hear Sinead O'Connor's problems? Why is that popping up in my feed? That Sinead O'Connor's killing herself. And what? By the way, what? Like, I see those Megan's Laws thing. Like, there's like a there's a Toyota somewhere in the state of Nevada with a, with the with the child. I never know what to do about it. Like, what am I, it comes up on my phone. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Like, get in my helicopter and start doing a, a grid search. Yeah. Like Sinead O'Connor's in Dublin somewhere at a hotel. She won't disclose. Like, taking overdose of pills. What am I supposed to do about that? I don't know. I mean, she she really sounds like a raging asshole. And, you know, like I said, you can be mentally ill and also be a bad person. Uh, and also be on Facebook. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's the worst part of it. I, I would think if you're I don't know the, the how you tell the line between a cry for help and, and art or if she's doing this as some for for an effect. But if someone's trying to kill themselves Usually, I think the authorities have to step in and stop them from doing that. They did. I mean, someone the, the Dublin police, you know, with their little green outfits, they went, they went, they had a couple of beers, and they went and found her in her hotel, and she was physically fine. Now, mentally, obviously, she was very troubled. And her representative says she's she's getting a little assistance. She, her representative said she wasn't at her best that night, hmm. which I think is a, a very polite way of, of saying she was faking her suicide. Uh, it just seems to me like Facebook will not allow a nipple for somehow. But it's okay to stage suicides. It's just, there seems to be a double standard there. I'd rather, I think Facebook would be a lot better if they had a lot of naked women on it as opposed to women killing themselves. Yeah. Up, upgrade? What do you think? Upgrade idea? Is that like a dislike button? Is it an upgrade we can offer up to Zuckerberg? Yeah, yeah. I think that should be condoned. And Twitter doesn't have any standards. There's all kinds of no, standards no, on there. No, you can be a jihadist and call for an attack on Paris on Twitter. But she's a very, you know, she's a Catholic person. She, um, I think she was going to be a nun at some point, which, again, this is the type of person that gets into that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, unattractive and crazy. Weird, <laughs> weird. Weird, unattractive, crazy. It wasn't very popular in high school. Those kind of girls. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really sad. I just Facebook has made has turned everybody. I, I feel like here's how I feel about social media. It hasn't changed people. It's just revealed people. I know that's pretty deep. Take that in for a second. It hasn't really changed anybody. Everyone says like, oh, everyone's become a narcissist now that they're on social media. No, they were narcissists before. That's not something that happens to you when you're 35 or 40. They were narcissists before. Now they have this outlet where they can just type stuff and, pub- and, print and hit publish. Right. Uh, and it goes out to everybody. So all these people who are sharing their feelings and emoting online, they would have done that before to like some people who were forced to be in their life and listen to it. And now they're sharing with everybody. And they get some sort of psychic joy out of that, of sharing and connection. I know this is a female thing mostly because you and I don't understand this at all. Because if our friends did that, we would tell them to shut the fuck up and kill themselves. Right. That's exactly what I would have written. I would have said, like, you know, what are you taking? How many pills? You're going to need at least take 20 of those, you know, and I get your apartment or something like that. I mean, it's like, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take care of your dog. I mean, it's just like, I would have, like, enough. By the third time, you're like, just fucking kill yourself, dude. I know we've been best friends for 20 years, but I can find another friend. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah, I've never known anyone that was threatening to kill themselves, but I was stuck in traffic one time in Seattle on this bridge. And people would jump off the bridge. And uh, 
you know, everyone's just honking and yelling at her to please jump off the bridge because yeah, fuck it yeah, was, uh, slowing down traffic. Yeah, and uh, well, yeah, I mean, right? I think you could actually kill it. Push. I would have pushed her. Oh yeah, I, I mean, if if you would have just given me a light switch and said yes or no, it's like fuck it, I got to get home. I would have looked around at everyone and said like, we're not telling what's about to happen right now, and just shoved her out of the bridge. Right now, we all go yeah. home. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just a natural. I mean, you know, do whatever you want on your own time. I don't even think suicide should be illegal. Really, it's well, it's not in some state. Although I think uh, in Dublin hotels it is. And I'm doing it, doing it on Facebook, too. It's just bullshit. I think social media needs to go away. It's never going away. It's become... There's 800 million people on Facebook. All it's revealed to us, it's made everyone really depressed because they all realize that while they have this new outlet, that mostly humanity is just horrible people. Right. That you, like, at least were able to drown out before, and now they're in your face all the time. You should be able to vote people off. That'd be a good feature. Off Facebook? Yeah. Well, if they do something, you can you can report them to Facebook, and maybe you should report Sinead O'Connor for, for talking about killing herself. I mean, some kid like, might be 12 and reading their Facebook feed and going, oh my God, Sinead O'Connor, who I love because I'm 12 and stupid, is just killing herself and is crying all night thinking about a dead Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Actually, not such a bad thing. Uh, all right, so Facebook, stop it. you got to have some sort of policy where people can't kill themselves on Facebook. I think that has to go away. True. Good luck, Sinead. See you in the next life. All right, we got an email. We got an email from Opie. Love Opie. Uh, the Marvel Marvel Comics last two or three years has been transforming itself from a uh, stable of white, all American white male superheroes to multicultural superheroes from various demographics. Uh, this is very important for them to do so that uh, all their white boy male readers can see that there's uh, there are black people and Koreans and women out there somewhere. Uh, but instead of creating new characters for these, uh, for the women and the minorities, they're actually taking existing characters like the Hulk or Thor and they're changing. Thor is now going to be a woman in the new books, in the new comic book series. And the Hulk they just announced is going to be a Korean American named Amadeus Cho. Mm-hmm. His name is Amadeus, so you know he's going to be zany and wacky. He's going to do all sorts of wacky. He's a teenage Korean American who's going to do like wacky shit, like indie, indie, or like in, I don't know, like in the Raiders of the Lost Ark movies. There was always a wacky kid. He's gonna do some fucking karate chops and shit. Oh, he's gonna be like good with computers and yes, yes, skateboard. He's gonna have yes, he's gonna be all the stuff. Uh, he's Korean, so he's gonna play StarCraft. Um, it, you know, so instead of like creating, <laughs> thanks, Brian. Instead of creating like you know new characters, like making let's make a female character and empower her and like try to make her super cool and give her like cool weapons and shit and destroy bad guys so she'll be cool. Let's just take Thor and say all of a sudden he's a woman now. Yeah. Isn't this promoting like, isn't this like, this is sort of like that discrimination, reverse discrimination thing, quota thing where like you're saying there were no opportunities for women and minorities in foreign comic books. So now we're just going to take the slots essentially that were male slots before. Although yeah. they're actually characters with history and change them into these diverse, uh, diverse population. Again, this is another one of those pendulum swings where instead of like saying, okay, there was a problem, like 99.9% of all superheroes were white males. I can see that's a problem essentially. Uh, how do you fix that? You create new opportunities for other people. You don't take away opportunities for Thor, like put Thor in the shelf and say, now you're a chick with a vagina and tits and a, and a sword. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is wrong with Marvel Comics? And by the way, Marvel Comics represents Americana. That's why I'm asking. This isn't some like pissant little company. This is Marvel Comics. This affects teenage boys everywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, when they wrote the characters, which I mean, I'm guessing goes back to the 40s, 50s, maybe even before that. It's a long time ago, Matt. So back then, everything was white, even though, you know. Now, there were Asians, I believe. There were Asians 60 years ago. 
Well, in America, I'm saying they everything was written as white. It was all very white centric, and so all those characters. Well, it's a white. All the, all the writers were white males, so yeah. they're writing white male characters. Yeah, so all those characters. You can put a Chinaman in a lunchbox in the 40s. I don't know what you're thinking. It that was not gonna, that was not going to fly. It wasn't a great time, regardless no. of what your grandfather says. No. Uh, but that doesn't change the point, you know. And it also sheds a little light on on the history of America, and that you know everything was kind of white whitewashed and and minorities weren't given any credit so those characters or weren't represented i should say and so those characters are white they're white people that's how they were written and so if you make a new character you're gonna be a white guy for your whole life did you know that yeah you're not gonna change just because the culture around you is changing you're still gonna be a white guy if you play me in a movie you're gonna be a white guy a super duper fucking white guy. You can't just be a Korean like guy. Like a nerdy, tall, gangly, super duper white guy. <laughs> yeah, it would be very distracting. If DJ Qualls. Woman... It's going to be DJ Qualls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, like you said, why not just make new characters? Everyone knows that... Okay, so it's been explained to me multiple times. I don't understand how the Incredible Hulk was a guy named Bruce Banner who turns into the Hulk, right? Right. So this is. He was a blasted with. I know you're. You were. You spent your, I know you spent your childhood with your American doll collection, American <laughs> Girl, and they matched your outfit. Your outfit matched the dolls. I get that. But most kids read comic books, and so Bruce Banner was a doctor. He was experimenting with radiation. He blasted himself with gamma radiation, and now every time he gets angry, his uh, endorphins or whatever adrenaline kicks off this re- this reaction, and he turns into the Hulk, who is a not controllable, smashing, big giant beast. Yeah, who has a lean, leans good, but also destroys things sort of in his path. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now it's a different guy. But why can't Amadeus Cho? I, there's no. I agree with you saying it was all whitewash. It was all white males, and I agree. Even as a white male, that is a problem to have. 100 percent of the Marvel universe be white guys. I get that. That's not 2015. Mm-hmm. But why not create? Um, why not let the cool, you know, shaky uh, Korean teen guy uh, have his own character? Why can't he get blasted with radiation? There's plenty of radiation. So to go are around. there now? Are there two Hulks now, or is he the original Hulk? He just well, they're calling him the Totally Awesome Hulk, and I'm not joking. He's going to be rebranded as the Totally Awesome Hulk. Uh huh. <laughs> so we're at the value. You know, this is meant for the stupid. <laughs> like Hart's not really even in it. Like this is meant for stupid people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why can't he? There's plenty of radiation to go around. Why can't he go to like the shores of Japan where they had a radiation leak? Like he's a he's he's helping get fish for his family and he's blasted by the radiation from Fukushima or something like that and he turns into a giant unruly beast or whatever. Yeah. Why does it have to be where he supplant the, the origin? Why is the origin story like changing? That's what I don't understand. Why change the origin story when you can just create a whole new character? Right. Yeah. It's like rewriting what the character was, which right. which is weird also because the only reason that the character is popular is because you did write it initially as a white dude. You know, right? Like, like James Bond. James Bond. They're talking about Idris Elba or somebody else being James Bond. I was like, oh, you, maybe you can't have a black Bond. Actually, I think one guy on Twitter said that, so they called it racist. Uh, a tide of racism. Uh, of course, Bond could be a black guy, but he has to be British, right? Or have a British accent at least. And it has to be a guy. If it was a girl, it wouldn't be James Bond, right? It would be somebody else because there is no girl named James Bond. You yeah. Could, you can imagine the author wrote the book. He didn't say like James Bond, a white super super Caucasian secret agent. Yeah, yeah. You know, James Bond could be anyone, but he has to be British and he has to be a guy, or at least have a fake British accent and be a guy. Um, but the Hulk, you're changing like who he was. He had a birth. He had a, a origin story. This is who he is. Why not create uh, Amadeus, uh, Hulky, whatever the fuck it is, 
Korean something kimchi. So I'm going to say kimchi just right now. I'm just going to let that out. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's really all I know. Why, why not have that? Why not do this? Is like, this is like those reverse discrimination policies. Like our school is too white. Our corporation is too white. So we're just going to make slots for, for minorities. And we're going to assume that 30% have to be minorities qualified or not. Isn't that like, isn't this what's going on in the Marvel universe, Matt? And I know you never read a comic book in your life, but you should care about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and like you're saying with the racial thing, I get that a little bit with, with making Thor a woman, you know, comic books are more for boys than they are for girls. I mean, I would say overwhelmingly. Yeah. Just like Barbie's more for girls, you know, Oh my God. Cabbage patch is more for girls. The Smurfs, whatever the hell that is. Uh, these are more for for girls, and comic books are more for boys. So it's all right to have uh, male superheroes and have a few females, and that's basically the same demographics as who's reading the the books. Because I frankly don't think hardly any girls are reading comic books. What about Miss Marvel? They just Marvel uh, Marvel Comics announced that Miss Marvel the superhero is going to be a Muslim American. How about that? I don't even know what Miss Marvel is. I know you I don't know Miss Marvel. Name of the she's a Pakistani. Now she's a Pakistani American who's a Muslim, and she fights bad guys in Islamophobia in New Jersey. Well, that's just lazy. They're just self branding. <laughs> They're just self promoting. No, there's always been a Doctor Marvel and Mister Marvel, and there's now Miss Marvel, and they created. But isn't it? Isn't it just obviously cloying? Isn't it just like really like kissing ass on? This is like a kiss ass to like diversity programs where you're just taking these characters and creating these superheroes just to appease people. Yeah. They're not doing it for they're not doing it for a higher purpose. They're doing it so that people will get off their fucking backs. So and ostensibly they're not changing. They're changing the face of the, literally changing the face of the character. But the character is still the character. Thor is still going to be Thor. It's just going to be a chick. Yeah. Want to have Freya or some other Norwegian god who was like awesome and kicked ass and killed millions of people and whatever do her thing why does it have to be a female thor why does well, thor have to have a vagina i don't I get think this it's because all these movies are just sold based on name recognition you know there's a certain amount of people that are going to go see the incredible hulk of course because they've heard of it and that's why we don't have anything original anymore and uh you know a lot of the movies are are terrible so <clears throat> i don't know i i don't know if there are a lot of people in the korean community that are like finally we got the hulk Right, yeah. right. I I wouldn't imagine there are. I'm sure they would probably go watch it either way. Um, the Koreans, you're saying Koreans will go to see movies no matter what. It is they don't care. If you were Korean and you were a fan of the Hulk, I don't think this would. They'll go see Gaijin. They'll go see Gaijin playing uh, playing the Hulk. They don't care. Whitey's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. This is all racial politics. This is all racial demographic politics. This isn't a solution to anything. I think we've gone through this for so many years now. We should figure out that like. Trying to get people to open their minds to the fact that all these different traits are just superficial traits. We shouldn't judge people on superficial traits. Then modifying superficial traits of characters yeah. to solve that problem makes no sense. No, you're right. It doesn't make sense at all. Good. I'm going to end on that because that's perfect. I'm glad you agree with me. Don't make Hulk angry. <laughs> destroy humans. Destroy puny humans. That doesn't even write a comic book. I can't even talk to you about this. This is horrible. <laughs> I can talk to you about something, Matt, that I know you have a very novice understanding of. That's basketball. Um, you spent your entire life as a tall person, so uh, people expect that you can play basketball a lot better than you do. Hmm. It's really it's really one of the discriminations that we don't talk about. I get but picked first. So you no. do. Tall, people just look at a tall person and go, you must be good at basketball. And when you're not so good at basketball, I imagine you've taken a lot of abuse in your life. Hmm. Uh, Kobe Bryant, however, was really good at basketball from the beginning. He... Basketball loved him, and Kobe Bryant loved basketball. So much so that this week when he announced his retirement, he wrote a poem to basketball. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've ever written a letter or uh, anything, an open letter or an essay or a poem to basketball before, 
Um, but Kobe's, <laughs> Kobe's really, really stood out. So he announced his retirement via a poem that was very schmaltzy and schlocky and, and so on and so forth. And you weren't expecting a good poem from Kobe Bryant or a poem at all. Is poetry, you think, the best way for a superstar athlete to, to announce their retirement? <laughs> should we see more of this? Should we see more of this? Uh, he doesn't appear to have a lot of self-awareness of how he comes off. Because um, he comes off like a guy that's trying to be a different guy than he is. Yeah, you don't like Kobe Bryant, which is why I was really looking forward to this. Uh, you yeah. listed him as one of your five most hated people. I remember. Well, he's, he's always been overrated as a basketball player. Not that he wasn't good, but you know, he's on. What about as a poet? Do you think he's overrated as a poet? I think he's properly rated as a poet. I mean, I th- I don't know where he was drawing that from. I think it was like I saw a little bit of like Langston Hughes in there, little Maya Angelou. Oh, um, one of my favorite worst poets ever. But you know. I don't know even the difference between a good poem and a bad poem because every one that I've read has been kind of bad. It's really hard to tell. This is why I've always felt guys never say a girl's a good kisser. Because <laughs> <laughs> girls always say a guy's a good kisser and he's a bad kisser. Guys will never say a girl's a good kisser or a bad kisser because, first of all, they have no idea. Right. And second of all, they don't give a shit. They're just waiting for the kissing part to be over. Yeah. Uh, there is no way to judge. There's no way for at least a man to judge poetry because it all looks hor- It's all horrible to them. It's all something they can't wait to be over. Yeah. So it's like, even if he wrote a good poem, we probably wouldn't know it. Although I feel like this is a bad poem. It, no, it is a bad poem, but I'm saying compare. Look, I used to write, I could write a, a poem right now that I tried to make really bad, and then I could actually try and write a good poem, and you wouldn't be able to tell which one was which. You know, I could, I could even take a poem out of The New Yorker right now and then go in the other room and write down 20 stanzas of some shit, and then I, I would present them to you and dare you to tell me which is the one that was published. Yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> But isn't like isn't just the premise of writing to basketball the amorphous thing that is basketball? That's a bad start, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just not gonna. There's not gonna go anywhere good from it that. Was doomed from the beginning when he decided on that that concept. Yes, like um, when Maya Angelou would write about peace, and she'd say this piece is this is entitled like the peace of so and so. I would know it was time to go to sleep, take a little nap, right? Mm-hmm. So if she said this about tits, I might pay attention. Kobe Bryant writing a letter, an open letter, open poem to basketball. Right off the bat, you're going, "Oh, how fucking bad is this going to be? How fucking bad is this going to be?" Oh yeah, you're almost looking forward to. That. I was actually more psyched to read that poem than like any kind of well-respected. Yeah, poem. no, if he put out like some bland like <laughs> statement of like, "I appreciate my time and my fellow players," who would have cared? Everyone read the fucking poem as yeah. bad as it was. And like you said, you can't make a good poem. There's no way to make a good. Po- There's no way for Kobe Bryant to make a good poem about basketball. So he, of all people, should know you wait for a good shot, right? Although he actually takes a lot of bad shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't it really the proper way to retire when you absolutely are sucking up the joint and you're making $25 million just to retire today and say, I'm giving back the $25 million to charity or something else like that and say, I want to go out on top instead of you watch me 60 more games going one for, one for 14? Yeah, well, see, I don't think – I think that L.A., the people of Los Angeles are so sort of uh, fickle that they go to these games. The Lakers knew that he would be bad for their team to play this year – but they still overpaid him because they know that people don't know that he sucks. Yeah. So people still keep going to the games. Actually, when he announced his retirement, the ticket prices went up because people want to see him one last time. They don't know that he's shooting two for 19. I get that, but can't you see him like at a restaurant or like at, a, at somewhere else where he's not actually playing basketball and looking horrible? I mean, it's just, this is kind of sad in a way. I'm not a Kobe fan at all. You hate the guy. I'm not a Kobe fan, but you want to see, I always want to see a superstar go out on top. You don't want to see a guy like, 
just slowly slowing down and falling to pieces and then like writing poetry. It's not just the worst. It's not just like emasculating. The poetry, poetry is the realm of, of broken men. Yeah. Uh, guys trying to get laid, you know, in college. Yeah. You write, um, you read, you write poems to girls who you want to have sex with. Yeah. And they, because there's no, there's no, there's no such thing as a bad poem to girls when you're trying to get laid, <clears throat> but there is when you write a basketball. You should have written to What about, why didn't you write a poem to Vanessa about thanking her for all, her, all she did? Or the girl in Colorado, or the young girl in Colorado, he, he ass raped. That would have been a nice poem. <laughs> Did anyone bring up the fact that maybe he's just fucking lazy? Because it takes a lot less time to write a poem like that. That's probably the word count is what, like a hundred words or so. Very, I mean, he broke, he broke up the, like the stanzas, like sort of arbitrarily. There were like lines and yeah. he like capitalized words. And like, it was like, I don't know who this is. To me, this is a perfect example of guys who are surrounded by yes men and toadies. Like if you have this entourage of people who think everything he was great, you're like, you know what? I'm going to announce my retirement via poem to basketball. And they're yeah. like, oh, Kobe, that sounds great, Kobe. That sounds great. <laughs> Whereas like your friends or my friends would say, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you kidding? What are you talking about? Yeah. You can't write a fucking poem to basketball. Just put out a fucking press release and shut up. Yeah. I mean, and I wonder if they're going to make a statue and that poem is going to be. Oh, uh, God. Embronzed on. the Yeah. Like a Statue of Liberty, but it's Kobe in front, of, in front of Staples Center with that plaque. It, it it was a it was a horrible idea. I'm starting to hate Kobe more and more now that I think about it. And also, he printed it in the magazine he owns a piece of, right? So he was getting views <laughs> on the website that he owns, yeah, which is another thing too. So he wanted to do something that would get a splash. It's just fucking, isn't it? It shouldn't men should should we make it illegal? Should the government make it illegal for men to write poetry? No, they should just be shamed like we're doing. Do you think ISIS? Kobe. What do you think ISIS would do if, if someone in the ranks wrote like a poem to say goodbye to everybody? Probably kill him. Like dear dear terrorism. <laughs> like what would, they, what would they do they would kill him right they, they drown him alive and then they after they were dead they would like pull their body apart and, and piss on his head or something yeah that seems appropriate here I, we should do that to kobe i don't i don't just don't want to pay for all those ex- stub hub prices to go do that this seems really lame there's 60 more games to go in the season and he's going to play for 60 more games this is this is absolutely horrible uh i think the best way to go out is james dean it you got to go out in the car crash or you just got to disappear like just totally disappear like jordan kind of did that he kind of disappeared I thought that was really good. He just went off and gambled for like a million bucks a hole in golf somewhere in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, I think they made him quit because he was gambling on his own basketball games, but I don't see the problem with that. No, I don't see a problem with that either. Kobe, time to go away. I'm sure here's my prediction. He and uh, he, you know, his wife and the kids, he's going to retire. Talk about how he wants to spend time with his family. It'll last like four days and then he'll be off like working, like owning half a team in Italy or something like that where he's gone. You know, those guys like that don't want to be married. Kobe, goodbye. Lovely poem. All right, Matt, you have a uh, segment uh, you do every week that uh, I believe is up for a Pulitzer Prize. Is that the right prize? Maybe it's an image award. Maybe it's a glad image award. I'm not really sure. Uh, it's a shit you, shit you not statement. When you bring in a story each week uh, that is so unbelievable, I think you're lying to me. I'm still pretty convinced you're lying most of the time. This week you have a story about a pornography actor. You love pornography, you know, and you love the male actors of pornography. Uh, James Dean has been a, probably the most, perhaps the most famous male pornography actor in the U.S., um, not not to be confused with foreign male porn stars, we also love. Uh, has been accused by three women now of rape. Uh, and is it possible in your story? Is it possible even that James Dean can rape a woman since he is like sort of a rape guy in porn? Yeah, apparently his porn act is is very rapey. Like yeah. he's like one of those guys that's like really rough with the with the chicks. Why know? isn't rapey in the new you know the, the uh, British dictionary when they add those words every year? 
They never add the Oxford Dictionary always adds these stupid fucking words like emoji. Why don't they add rapey? I don't know. They they actually added an actual emoji. Yeah. Why? How come rapey is not in there? That makes no sense because you just described James Dean perfectly. His uh, act is very rapey. Yeah, he's rapey. Like he's, Miley Faze. He's like this bro guy who's, uh, you know, he's into like burritos and I don't know who he's appealing to. Probably a younger guy. I don't even, I have no idea what's going on with it. Dudes who still think they want to be porn stars. <laughs> right. 16 year old yes. guys. Yes. Who think they're going to be a porn star. I had a cousin like that, by the way. <laughs> Didn't go well for him. No. Well, you can get into it. I think you just have to make your girlfriend do it. But then that's, you know, they're just going to try and peel her away from your stupid ass and then you you know you're living your whole life under the uh, knowing that you're a porn person. Yes, and uh, that doesn't go away. No, Star eighty. It's time to kill everybody in sight. Yeah. So what happened to James Dean? He seemed like a nice guy, but you're saying he's a little rapey in his act. Did he uh, rape these women? Uh, you're you're becoming judge, jury, and executioner here. What do you say? So Stoya is. Uh, I was actually familiar with her. She's like one of the better porn stars, and uh, she's really annoying. You don't ever want to listen to her talk. No. Um, but, most porn, most porn girls, I want to hear talk all night. Yeah, yeah. I right. dial a nine hundred number so I can hear them talk to me. Their, their theories on. <laughs> oh, the washing machine's on again. That's Feminism. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so she claimed that he raped her, um, which you know they did scenes together, which looked like they could be raped, but she simulated cl- rape. Sort of simulated rape, yeah. And then she she clarified that this happened uh, off the set. So, you know, apparently he goes even harder in real in real life than in the. <laughs> the scenes that he shoots. Is he then, just a method porn actor? Is that possible? Yeah, I guess so. He's just like, he thinks he's a rapey pizza delivery guy and he's just going to have his way with milfs. Is well, that what's if going you on? Get paid to pretend you're raping people. You know, I can see how that might go to your head a little bit, kind yeah. of affect your, your sexual You'd expect like normalcy. a normalcy, a badass football player, linebacker to be a little rough at home. Right. Yeah. I think it's just part of the thing. He's also a tiny guy. Not that he couldn't, you know, do some damage to a uh, small, petite woman but yeah um so then, with his magic rod as stoya comes out and says on twitter uh that he held me down uh and raped me and when i said no he kept doing it and then two other that is rape by the way would you agree that's rape yes 100 percent. and then okay. she said by the way I'm i know not. you feel women are objects but i just want to make sure you know that you know that no rape. that's right and then she said i'm getting off twitter and so, you know, so it's like, well, there's that. And then he got like fired from some writing job he has. I don't even know. Uh, and then two other porn stars came out and said that he raped them, except they're talking about on set. He was just acting really douchey. Like, I don't know the protocol on a porn set. I'm assuming everyone's just really gross and, you know, not it's, it's how, how do you not seem rapey when you're walking around eating licorice with a boner? You know, <laughs> I'll tell you something. I only know one woman who worked regularly on porn sets and she was a, a rather large, I would say obese, a big, beautiful woman. Uh, and she said Ron Jeremy used to just stick his hand down her pants and start feeling her vagina. Yeah, like, I don't just think randomly, there's... like he was eating like a donut in one hand. He just shove his hand down her pants, just start fingering her. And she'd like tell him to stop and he'd just kind of keep eating his donuts. <laughs> like, that's, it's disgusting. That's one of the grossest <laughs> things I've ever heard in my entire life. But, and then he I, shoved a donut in her vagina and it, no, that didn't happen. But, you know, but it's, and I, you know, I question, I mean, apparently she, she at least liked it to the point that she didn't like, you know, punch him in the face. Uh, but you know, it, I think there's different rules on, I mean, legally the same rules apply, right? For any workplace. Yeah. But I think if you get into porn, you'd expect there'd be some gross shit going on. Yeah. And I, I would also, you know, I'm not advocating that there, that there isn't a safe environment to do it in. I'm just saying, I think you have to relax your fucking, you know, scruples a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you feel, also, the, do you feel the same way about police officers, by the way? 
What about them? Oh, there's a standard here. Uh, do you feel like police officers are in violent situations? Maybe they can get a little violent sometimes and overreact, and that's okay? No, it's the job you signed up for. Take a fucking bullet. Um, Is that what you feel about porn stars, too? <laughs> well, I'm just saying there's something to be expected. You have to let James Dean rape you? Is that it? Well, you got you to gotta know that there's going to be some things you couldn't get away with in the uh, Johnson & Johnson office. Yes. All right. But also, I think this is just, isn't this really not about porn, but about guys who just feel they have privilege and like, I mean, athletes, superstar athletes do this and guys in power and positions of power kind of rapey or rape, rape women or grab women because they can get away with it and they've always gotten away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was that guy and yeah. I think everyone knew it and, and continued to ignore it. And, uh, you know, and now she decided to say this and he's denied it. Um, but. I would think that it's kind of both. I'd think that he's a fucking creep. And I would also think that when you're doing weird S and M sex type shit, the line between rape is uh blurred. So if you walk by uh, you know, the building and in, in somewhere in the Valley, which is where they're all filming, you saw James Dean or heard James Dean raping a woman and she was screaming for help. You would, you just stand there and masturbate? <laughs> well, if I was outside I'm just gauging the- your, just gauging your reaction, would you go in and help or would you just stand aside and go, Oh, that's so fucking hot. I, I think neither. I would probably just ignore it. I, <laughs> I've been to the, uh, what's it called? Evil Angel offices. They just have a huge picture of someone's asshole in their refrigerator. It's very troubling. There's a lot of weird shit before. I've been on uh, a vivid radio before and they're just having sex like in the studio and blowing each other. It's just kind of a, it is a bizarre world. It's a bizarre fucked up kind of world. Yeah. But I think if a woman is saying she doesn't want to be, have sex and you're forcing her to have sex, that's still rape. I For think sure. also you're part of the rape culture. Is that fair to say? Well, everyone's part of the same society. So. Yeah, but you're like the you're like the Mary McCheese of the race culture. You're <laughs> you're like vaguely you're vaguely in charge. You wear the hat that says you're in charge. Uh, I think obviously, look, even one of the major porn companies today said they're no longer going to work with James Dean because obviously, and these are not the most scrupulous people in the world. So obviously, they see a problem here. Right. So he must he must be doing some kind of bad shit. Well, it's yeah, because it's probably the problem that they've seen ever since. It's just that someone called it out, so now it's like. Yeah, you know, I is it. Uh, uh, can we still see James Dean movies? Or are we no longer allowed to see it? Is this like we can't shop at Target or we can eat at Chick Fil A? Are we still allowed to see James Dean movies? I don't need to know the guys' names that are in porn. In fact, I'd prefer the opposite. Yeah, that's true. They don't. In fact, I don't. There shouldn't really be guys in porn, as far as I'm concerned. I'd be willing to sign a petition to that effect. All right, James Dean, please stop raping women. It's it, is it a shame when a guy who has sex like a hundred times a week with fairly attractive women in the ass still has to go rape women? What does, what does that say about men? But then get away with whatever they want. Men are really fucking pigs, aren't they? Yeah. I'm looking at you again, bro. It's really just fucking horrible. All right, James, uh, you can have sex with everyone. Stop fucking raping people. You're like the opposite of Tebow. <laughs> just, just stop doing the opposite of Tebow. All right, we have an email, uh, Matt, from Terry. Uh, this is something that happened last week, actually, uh, while we were all celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, I believe you were face down in a gutter somewhere uh, celebrating the cornucopia that is uh, <laughs> the holiday alcohol. Uh, Bernie Sanders, you're a big Bernie Sanders fan, I know. Uh, you have the Bernie Sanders tattoo and everything. Um, <laughs> it came out last week, and I assume this came from, I don't know, Hillary Clinton opposition research or somebody who decided to go back through Bernie Sanders history from 50 years ago. Uh, I don't know who else would be interested in that. And found something he wrote in the early 70s. It was a long time ago, and yet he was still fucking 35 years old because he's just an old fucking dude. Uh, he wrote this open essay in one of his Vermont papers, his hippie papers that he helped start uh, when he moved to Vermont with his wife and with all the hippies that moved there. 
Uh, he claims he wasn't high, which I would not claim. He wrote this essay about sexuality, human sexuality, and it was a weird fucking piece of literature wherein he described that in reality, women like to imagine that they're, you know, women like to imagine they're being raped by men, and men like to imagine they're having sex with young girls and all this stuff. And it was really unclear if you read the whole thing what the hell he was talking about. Only that if you read that, maybe, and you read that, maybe you think that's not the guy I want to be my friend anymore or hang out with in the sauna. <laughs> I don't know. Is this something that, like, is it fair to go back 40? I'm asking this now. Everything's documented now. Whatever you're saying today, 45 years from now, everyone's going to have access to. So there's no, you can't get around that shit. Right. I, I take back that Chinaman comment I said earlier. Um, is it fair to judge Bernie Sanders uh, on the fact that he wrote some shit about women wanting to be secretly wanting to be raped? Or do you really believe that women secretly want to be raped? No, I, I don't think that's true. Although, you know, some chicks like it rough. Or, oh, or, yeah, or, baby. Uh, <clears throat> so Put that Mayor McCheese hat on, Rape Culture Mayor. What was this, 1973? <laughs> he was like 31. He was like 31, 32. Like, I mean, he wasn't, a kid, he wasn't like a high school kid writing shit in, like, in his class. He was, a, you know, he was married and he had an a advanced degree from the University of Chicago and he was living in, in Vermont uh, making cheese or whatever the fuck he was doing. And, uh, he, and by the way, he claims he never took drugs. Everyone else around him took drugs. He claims he was always sober. Which I think makes this even worse. It does, yeah. That that, that makes it quite a bit stranger. Uh, I don't know what he was getting at. I read it two or three times. It was something about like how men and women can't accept each other, and so they have this internal conflict. It started as a proclamation that women like to be raised, yes. and then it ended on a short story note. He kind of brought some characters in that weren't introduced. It could have been like an amazing letters to penthouse. It felt like a very Bob Guccione type thing. Um, it was just like this, like you can imagine like all these porn guys in the sixties and seventies writing all this stuff about human sexuality, even though they had no educational background for it. Right. Just because they, they printed nudie magazines, they felt they had an insight into the female condition. Uh, it just, it's just something like what would it, what would it take for you? Let's say Bernie Sanders wasn't going to get destroyed by Hillary Clinton. He's going to be destroyed by Hillary Clinton, but let's say he was a leading candidate. What would it take in a guy's past from the literature to appear that would you think like this guy really shouldn't be president? Well, on the one side, I, I think that he wrote some weird shit. I think he didn't execute it well. I think the point is completely lost on me uh, and probably anyone who reads it. Um, <clears throat> but I don't really have a problem with him, with what he wrote, because I, I don't honestly think that Bernie Sanders is like uh, advocating for rape or anything like that. I think he was trying to make a point. I think he did it in a poor way. Um, <clears throat> but the fact that he just wrote anything along those lines, as far as just some kind of sexual short story that to me is weird like regardless <laughs> of the content of it that's just that's just really creepy to me yeah he could have written about like getting out of vietnam or like some other socially progressive you know, subject first bicycle i don't know it's just anything <laughs> he other called it than... he called it stream of consciousness which again just like being sober makes it even worse because stream of consciousness is really your uncensored yeah, truth, that, that right? That seems to mean that you're really thinking that that dudes want to, guys want to fuck teenage chicks, and I think he said twelve year olds, but uh, he must have been really mad at his wife when he wrote this because I I think the point is that I fuck I don't know the point. It was something about gender roles and it was, probably, it was to, probably the last time he got laid. I have to imagine his wife cut him <laughs> off after that shit. It doesn't uh, look like he does a lot of banging. No, but isn't so going? I mean, this is a big conundrum for feminists because feminists, of course, anything to do with rape, anything to do with a man suggesting women want to be raped or suggesting they want to be raped. We just talk about James Dean raping women. A feminist, there's a knee jerk reaction to that that's rape culture, right? But at the same time, Bernie Sanders has like the best feminist voting record of any any male in Congress. Yeah. So they're kind of torn because he's hit their hot button issue of rape. 
suggesting women dream about being raped. And yet he is the most progressive feminist person. And they're kind of just like in a, in a fucking spiral in a death spiral of like figuring out what to do with him. Yeah. Are you still support Bernie Sanders? Are you going to, are you going to write something with him together? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no, I don't want to. I think he understood what his strengths were and it wasn't um, short fiction. You think he's going to write a poem, dear pedophile? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually like that. He just wrote something that was kind of out there because it just shows that he might be like more of an actual human being than, well, um, what's going to happen in like the next, you know, 20 years from now when everything anybody ever wrote like on Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff is there for, for eternity, right? Can we have any president? Will there be anybody who can be president? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going in one direction. It's going towards, you know, robots like Hillary Clinton who have scrubbed everything, you know, of devoid of their personality off of the. Um, that was, the, I don't think I took a lot of scrubbing. Record. I think scrubbing her personality took a lot of scrubbing. <laughs> but getting right. rid of her, getting rid of her skeleton in her closet. Well, she's a Manchurian candidate. You know, she she's been grooming herself for this for a long time and doesn't appear to have any kind of authentic um, right lust for life. Whereas uh, you know, now we have Trump, who I think, even though he doesn't know anything about politics really, and a lot of the things he says are idiotic and not implementable, but. He does. Uh, he doesn't give a fuck, you know. He but says, aren't, aren't candidates in the future going to have at least every single candidate, no matter how clean they are, can be Jeb Bush clean or whatever? They're going to have shit they wrote on Facebook when they're fourteen that's going to make them look like complete assholes. Yeah, but I think that it's just becoming accepted, and people people realize that they don't want the you know goody two shoes type person because that person always has like a secret agenda. So I think I think Trump and you know even Sanders maybe to a degree are are kind of a response to this, and and so you know now they're just saying uh, things that are kind of out Do you there. think when uh, you run for president in 40 years, people will accept all your rape culture comments? Well, um, will that come back to haunt you? I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> is, gonna come, is all your shit going to come back to haunt you in 40 years? You can't run for president. You're ready to, you can't do it anymore. It's true. I think this is why, but this, you already see people don't want to run for president or major office because all people do is fucking search shit they wrote 40 years ago about dudes wanting to fuck girls or whatever. And, you know, who wants, who wants that? You don't want someone digging in your past and finding all this shit. I mean, you definitely don't want someone digging in your past. No. <laughs> Find all your shit. So you stay away from public life, although you did run for public office. Yeah, I'm pretty clean, though. You know, I don't have a lot of... Plus, you know, no one looked that hard. I think the standard should be, like, did you kill somebody? That should be it. Like, did you kill someone? No, then no, that's it. Nothing else from your past comes into play. Yeah. Like, did you did you sexually assault or kill anybody? Uh, no, uh, then you're good. You're fine. I like Danny Trejo killed a guy. He's in prison or something, but now he's got, like, a taco restaurant. Yeah, but he's just an actor. He's not president. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah, I think he's Mexican, too, or something. He looks very no, I don't know if I want to eat the, eat the tacos. You killed a guy. Because you killed a guy? Yeah. Really? I mean, he learned how to make good tacos in prison. That's amazing stuff. I uh, here. I here's here's the ultimate answer. Uh, Bernie Sanders should not be disqualified because he wrote some shit about women want to be raped. He should be disqualified because he's a cranky old Jewish guy with hippie socialist views from the '60s that can never possibly be implemented and appeals only to the 19 year old kids and in my block who keep raising Bernie Sanders sign and waving him at me every day. I drive <laughs> every day. I drive home. He's not going to win this time. Sorry, you're up against Hillary. Good luck. Uh, maybe he'll do some more writing when he's has, when he's retired. Finally retired. <laughs> Our final segment today, Matt, this is when I discuss uh, panties in a bunch. This is what has me so upset that my uh, uh, lace satin underwear uh, made by a small troll in the Southeast Asia gets bunched up. Um, it's Muslims again. Matt, Muslims have me forever perplexed, but this is really the response of uh, right, uh, white, let's call them white, rich, liberal people who live in big cities response to Muslims. They, like our president, do not want to refer to terrorists, the Muslim terrorists, as Muslim terrorists because they feel that is demeaning and 
demoralizing and unfair to the billions of Muslims who are really, really good Muslims. You know, I'm sure you know all the good Muslims. Mm. Um, is it fair? Is it is it fair that like Islamic State they call themselves Muslims? They say they're blowing shit up in the name of Allah. They call themselves the most devout Muslims and Sharia Muslims, and they are actually the faithful Muslims. In fact, may they are more faithful to the actual literal text from 1500 years ago than anybody else. Isn't it fair to call them Muslims if they want to call themselves Muslims? Isn't taking the word Muslim or Islamic out of their name actually counterproductive and actually not what they want? I mean, they're calling themselves fucking Muslims. Why can't you know the people who have been blown up call them Muslims? Yeah, I don't. I don't really see the issue. They are Muslims. They're that's pretty much how they define their entire being as as being Muslim. So. And does, any, does, does that imply, do you feel like now because a Muslim blows himself up in Paris, that means all Muslims are going to blow themselves up in Paris? No. Who, who makes that? Who said that 1.5 billion Muslims are all terrorists? Nobody. No. Just some of them are. Yeah. There's a, there's a few that like to blow them, kill children I mean, and women. The, the word terrorist, see, not, not that I agree with this, but isn't that pretty much, doesn't that just mean Muslim terrorists now? Because, you know, you look at uh, conflicts and... Crimea or uh, in Israel versus Palestine, neither side is usually called terrorists. Um, so well, I think they're I think they're called I think they're called terrorists because they operate in the West, mm-hmm. right? So these are Middle Easterners operating in the West and still terror. They're trying to they can't possibly win a win a, a military victory, so they have this you know uh, whatever they call that type of warfare asymmetrical warfare where they can have one person go out and kill 100 women and children. Right. There's no battlefield. They're shooting up restaurants or shooting up nightclubs or something like that. They're just trying to create terror. They're not actually winning a physical war. Or, you know, they're just actually creating terror and panic and making people like in France not go out for three days or whatever they did. Uh, God forbid the French should stay inside. They should all stay inside forever. Um, <laughs> fucking anti-Semites. Anyhow, the point is... <laughs> The point is, these are Muslim terrorists. So Obama, from the top on down, will not say Islamic terrorism. He said, and they, in fact, Bush did the same thing. Bush went out his way to say after 9-11, these are not real Muslims. These are not like, these are not Muslim terrorists. Well, for fuck, of course they were Muslims. They yeah. actually were Muslims. Now, if you want to put Muslim every time you say 9-11 terrorists, maybe you don't have to do that. But to deny that they're Muslim extremists, uh, is, is stupid. It's idiotic. It's like the press saying, we, I don't believe them when they call themselves Muslim, so I'm not going to call them Muslim. Or you're just being politically correct and saying, God forbid someone who's a really nice Muslim person in Detroit should feel bad because I'm using their same religion. You know, you were probably raised Christian or something like that, maybe. And do you ever feel bad when someone like does something in the name of Christianity somewhere in the world? Like you feel like, oh, no, man, what am, I feel horrible now. No, there's like a billion Christians. There's a billion and a half Muslims. You don't take responsibility for every single one of them. Yeah, and, and I mean, even though they have corrupted the teachings of the Quran, you know, they they're also adhering to it more so in other ways than other Muslims who are more you know liberal. And, well, they read it. They read it constantly. They have it with them. It's the only thing in, in those madrasas they teach is the Quran. So yeah, they've they've corrupted it, but they're also. I think what people call corruption is also a fundamentalist interpretation of the Quran or the Bible's the same or anything, any other liter- uh, religious scroll yeah. from, from a long time ago. You can interpret it probably in many different ways. And, you know, God in the Old Testament, in the Christian and Jewish Old Testament, killed a lot of fucking people in very brutal, in very brutal ways. In fact, he told people to kill other people. Yeah. So you can re- take all the bad parts and kind of interpret those. Well, the reason, you know, to take it another way, the reason ISIS 
probably exists is because some insane Christians who were part of the Bush administration's cabinet started uh, something called the Project for a New American Century, which was essentially a thinly veiled sort of Christian um, agenda of taking over the world. And so they started these wars that didn't work out too well. And now you have groups like ISIS and now we're just dropping drones on innocent people in that part of the world. So, I mean, you know, you don't hear it said Christian terrorists very often when someone takes out a wedding with a drone. Um, Although, you know, I would think that most of the people uh, commanding the drones are probably Christians. Well, if you had, let's put it this way, if you had a a major nation that was a Christian nation or a Muslim nation and they were doing something in in the name of their country, I think it's typically listed as like Saudi Arabia did this or Israel did that or U.S. did this. They don't usually refer to, well, Bush was a a devout follower and did thought Jesus spoke to him or some shit like that. He was dropping bombs for those reasons. Usually when it's behind a nation state, they don't usually mention the religion unless it's right. a religious state. Yeah. Um, but there certainly have been people, whether now or in the past and probably still currently, Christians that kill people. And they're doing it in the name of some biblical interpretation. Uh, or they're just tormenting gay people or they're tormenting whatever in the name of their thing. And I think people call, call them the Christian coalition. The Pat Robertson organization is called the Christian coalition. Yeah. And they're very influential in politics. You don't call them just the coalition to be sensitive to their thing. Yeah, they yeah. want to be called the Christian coalition. The Islamic... Terrorists, not that they're exactly equal, want to be called the Islamic terrorists. Yeah, and I'm sure there are plenty of Christians who, and in fact, I know plenty of them who don't believe in war and uh, colonialism and whatnot. Um, but that doesn't mean that the people, you know, on the other side aren't Christians. So I don't. Again, I don't see the. You're issue. part of the. You're part of the team. It's like we talk, I talked about earlier. Like if you're a Raiders fan, you could be a Raiders fan. I don't know why the fuck you'd be a Raiders. Fan. You could be a Raiders fan, and yeah, a few Raiders fans go kill people in the parking lot after the, after the game. They go stab a few Chargers fans or whatever. Yeah. But just because you're a Raiders fan, and a couple you know, Raiders fans kill people, you're still going to high five that dude who's killing people after the game, during the game, when you score a touchdown, because you're wearing the same colors, you're rooting for the same team, you have the same face paint on, or whatever the hell you do. But there's sixty thousand of you in the stadium, and there's a couple bad apples. That's just sort of like you know, you have to kind of own that that you're part of the same team. These Muslims who are killing people are part of your team. Now the team is really fucking huge. Yeah, and these are outliers. Obviously, there aren't a billion and a half people killing other people. Everyone would be dead. But, you know, to deny the religious connotation is to actually not even explore it, uh, honestly, what's really going on. If you had to look at the characteristics of uh, your average member of ISIS in terms of from most obvious to not, you'd say maybe say young male, um, sexually frustrated, uh, poor. Maybe they knew someone that was, you know, uh, So far, so far far you're describing me. Oh, you just went. Okay. But when they (laughs) describe themselves, they're talking about Muslims. They call themselves Muslims or Islamists or whatever. So again, you know, with not agreeing with anything about ISIS, but you know, they do have a point. They are, they are Muslims. Yeah. But let's say if you had, okay, there's a lot of killings in the inner city in Chicago, LA, the gang, the black gangs are killing each other over drug turf and all everything else. Let's say they all carried Bibles and called themselves the Christian bloods. And they carried Bibles and said, you know, I kill you in the name of Jesus. Jesus is great. And they mowed down like families or shit like that or drug lords. You call them the Christian gang, probably. Absolutely. Yeah, but they don't do that. They're sort of a-religious. So that's the kind of thing. So I don't like that you're agreeing with me. It's making me doubt my opinion <laughs> from the very first place. But this political correctness is of ultimately not only is it idiotic and intellectually dishonest, it's going to get us killed at some point. Because at some point then you have TSA like screening, you know, whatever, the, the, the Swedish ladies Instead of the Muslim Arabic guys who are 99.9% of who is going to blow the shit out of people. 
Well, I don't know. If no, no, no. Still agree with me. Just agree with me. Disagree. Just agree with me. And just own it. It's not like it's. It, yeah, it's every every religion, every organization has bad apples. And at some point, if you're part of that organization, you know, I'm sure there were some Catholic priests who didn't rape boys. Maybe one or two. And but you know, you're a Catholic priest. People can think you rape boys. That's just kind of the way it is. You should have spoken up. And maybe the moderate Muslims should speak up a little bit more. I don't know. I don't. I don't see a Muslim. If someone did tell me Muslim. I go, oh, you're a terrorist. Right. But if someone says, you know, are the terrorists are Muslims, that's what I say. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm right, Mary McCheese. Well, you know, I, like I said, terrorists usually seems to be applied because I know that the Taliban and, and uh, fucking Al-Qaeda, you know, they were under, they were ruling Afghanistan for a while, but they were still called terrorists as opposed to just forces or whatever, just like we call Israeli troops commandos. And um, so, I don't know. To me, I think the word terrorist might imply something just as bad as... Oh, so uh, you would keep Muslim, but change it to what? Like a uh, ragamuffin or delinquents or like latchkey, latchkey kid. You got like to find a new word. You didn't hear the word insurgent until that was invented after 9-11. Yeah. That was a new thing. So you just got to keep coming up with new ways to describe them. Well, they you were describing, you know, the media was, there was a they got back, backlash because the media was describing the guys in Paris as, as like, this guy is a mastermind. Mm. It was like, no, he just killed a lot of kids. You really shouldn't call him a mastermind. Yeah, I, I think agree that's sort that. of complimentary. Yeah, mastermind is like you're building electric cars. Yes, and stuff. exactly. You're, not killing you're Elon them. Musk. He's a mastermind. <laughs> yeah, the guy who shoots up kids in a restaurant is not a mastermind. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just uh, the, you know, they're Muslim. Uh, call them Muslims, I guess. Okay, thank you. I agree with me, uh, Matt. You have something uh, on, on that note of agreement. This is way too agreeable today. You have something you wish to uh, pimp and promote this week about yourself personally, like a self-indulgent narcissist on social media that you are. Yep. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Matthew Ralston and I'm on mattralston.net so you can check that for dates. Alright, underage girls, you know where to go. Check out Matt. For Brian, our sound engineer of stars, and myself, Lex, thanks for joining us on the Last Minute Earth Podcast. We'll talk to you next week.